0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you're listening to this special episode of Treaty Talk as we look forward to this Sunday's All-Ireland Senior Hurling Final between Limerick and Kilkenny. As always, I'm joined by Matt O'Callaghan of the week's Urban Vale star. We'll have two special guests after the intro and a huge thank you as always to our sponsors, Noel's Menswear. as we look forward to another epic game this Sunday.
1: Impression the game we get old with what you put into. it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it. your mother sends you down to the shop for pounds worth of goods and she gives you give 50 pence. you can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? He just about kept in, oh well, Charlie Buckley, to deal down to the boss of Shea, he deserves to score from here, one of the highlights of the Saturday. game. Let me find out there from the World Court today, No more about him, he made all the and that was it, put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it and that's it, no ifs, no buts. No symphony in
0: this game for anybody. Oh, absolutely delighted and privileged to join firstly by Nicky Brennan, former Kilkenny hurler, hurler, Limerick, or uh, Hurling, GA president, and also Joe Quaid, former Limerick Hurler. Uh, Nicky, coming to you first, I suppose, same as 12 months ago, Derek Ling's first year, you'd be very happy to back in the All-Ireland final, but can you don't get the final, just to make up the numbers, he'll be looking to, to end what is a famine-free.
2: No, there's no doubt about it. It has been, <laughs> by our terms, it's a famine since 2015. Look, when Brian Cody decided to step down, I suppose it was always going to be a and chalice for somebody, and there was always the possibility whoever was coming in you might make wholesale changes. Now, the, the easiest transition was somebody like uh, Derek Ling, and he had the advantage of winning an under-20 All-Ireland last year, which was Probably not fully expected, to be quite frank about it. Uh, to win that, obviously gave, put him in the in the driving seat once Brian decided to step down. He had been working with Brian for a number of years as a selector as well, so he was uh, familiar with the intercounty scene. I think it would have been Brian's wishes, I think, as well, that he would have gone on to the 20s and got some experience in the managerial capacity. So I think he's done very well. To uh, The league getting to the final was good. The league final result was a chasing experience for Clekenny. They were well out-hurled by Limerick, to be fair, that day but I'd say Derek was still in the throes of trying to find his feet there with these players and with his backroom team. Uh, he's done very well. Yes, we were lucky to win the Leinster final. There's no point in in, in making it any other ways, but to get to the final is very good, and uh, there's, this, you know, there's a good determination there to, uh, to do very well on Sunday. They, they won't be favourites, but Kilkenny will go into, always go into a, an all Ireland final feeling. They're never without a chance in an all Ireland final.
0: Yeah, and Joe, it's something that we're getting used to here in Limerick, but it's still a unique event to be in the final. Obviously, you you played in two. But for this group to to be in their fifth in six years, you, you'd have to pinch yourself almost.
3: Yeah, I suppose. Look, there's one thing in Nimerick, even though with the recent success, uh, the, the bad days uh, are still far from our minds. And I suppose in our day when we were there their park, park was our graveyard. Whereas for this bunch of lads, it seems to be their playground. Um, So I think they expect to get that every year um when they on the, the boots in probably november out in the, the muck and shite training and putting in the hard yards. um i think they've only one goal in mind and that is to win the all and not even get to it and um, that they're a super bunch of lads but there's always one rule you know i'm not a betting man but if i was a betting man um i have i would have one rule don't ever back against Kerry. In the All-Ireland football final, don't ever back against Kilkenny in the All-Ireland hurling final.
0: Yeah, I, I think we've we've been scared enough before, Matt. What what's your take uh, in the in the build-up to the game? Are you looking forward to this nervous energy, all that?
4: Oh yeah, definitely nervous in, energy. There's no doubt at all about that, and um, especially um, when the opponents are Kilkenny, because you know we, we've we've seen over the years, um, you know the the, the level of dominance that like, can, can have been champions 36 times and it, it, it is for a reason. And yes, they had a very particularly uh, prosperous time during, during Brian Cody's reign, but like the seeds with uh, what Nikki said there about Derek Ling, because we have seen in other sports, um, if, if, if you have you know, a manager that that works wonders and, you know, has longevity in the job. And when they step down, there's there's a desperate, um, you know, kind of, sort of a problem. There's a long settling in period successors. And very many of the successors don't succeed at all. But you, by any benchmark, you, you'd have to say that Derek Ling has been a spectacular success because um, they reached the league final. Yes, they were well overturned by Limerick in the league final. They won the Leinster final, um, albeit with a late goal by Killian Buckley. But uh, to me, that that, that um, uh, tells me that the work that Derek Ling and his management team did on the Kilkenny team since the league final, and this, the steel and resolve that they instilled in them, um, like going two points down, you're two points down deep in and and um, you just keep going, keep going, and he paid dividends with it. And similar, I, I suppose, when when Claire came at him in, in, in the semi-final, I thought Killiany showed great resilience again because like the only resemblance to Claire from in the second half from the first half was the color of the jerseys because the type of performance, the intensity that they put in the second half was simply phenomenal.
0: Yeah, it was it was a brilliant performance, I think, from from Kilkenny. Listen there to the lads, Nicky. What kind of, you know, the aura around Kilkenny and, and what they've done over the years, and obviously during your presidency, they, they were the kingpins and Limerick kind of similar to that. But will that count for anything that, you know, aura that Kilkenny still have, that when they are in a final, they're such a dangerous animal, even though Limerick are going for four in a row, you still have to be extremely wary of the Cats.
2: Well, it's not going to matter what Kilkenny done uh, back in the Brian Cody era. To be honest about it, but having said that, I mean, obviously the the will to win and the 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 whole way Kilkenny approached the game that is pretty similar. I mean, you you will you will see an a mighty effort from Kilkenny on Sunday, whether it's good enough or not. We won't know till whatever it is, um, five o'clock or so on 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 Sunday. But uh, Kilkenny will absolutely go into this match feeling that they can win the game, and they feel that they will. Uh, I mean, bear in mind, 12 months ago, there was only two pints in it. And, uh, you know, I would always say if Colin Fenley had been available with Kenny last year, had he played last year, it could have had a bearing on the result because he was a sort of a big guy who could hold up the ball in the full back line and not be kind of pushed away and maybe make more space for the likes of TJ Reid. But that's a big if, and there's no point in talking about ifs at this stage. Uh, so Kenny are not going to be easily beaten. But having said that, there's a lot of, all of the players are going to have to play up. Some of them have been playing very well this year and uh, being the star performers. But we're going to need to get a lot more from the players. And Derek, of course, I'm sure himself and the, his backroom team have been pondering how to uh, manage the way Limerick approached their game out of defence, the way the ball is delivered into Casey's corner, into Galan's corner, into uh, Flanagan's right in front of him. Because if you have the, the ball being delivered in and the the players get going to the ball or getting it at pace in front of them and all that it makes it extraordinarily difficult for a for any full back line to try and cope with that so these are the sort of things i'm sure that will have occupied the minds of the Kilkenny selectors over the last while since they knew they were playing limerick and um, you know i'm sure they will have a plan to counteract that but that's not going to be easy because limerick have uh, are very very good at the way they move the ball at pace to their uh, to the attacking player and it's always in it, attacking player who's gone out to midfield, and the player who's probably been one of the standout players for, for, in my view, for Limerick this year has been O'Donovan at midfield. He's been, uh, he's been orchestrating an awful lot of what's been happening there, and uh, you know you're going to possibly see O'Donoghue at uh, full back or centre back if, if um, Declan Hanlon can't make it. But Dara O'Donovan has been a very influential player for Limerick this year, and he's been he's been the conductor of the orchestra in my view around the middle of the field. And Kenny, we're going to have to decide. Who's going to pick him up? Because he pops out to the wing, and he's given a, a given a, an opportunity to a defender, a halfback, or a fullback, whoever it might be, to get that ball and set up another attack. And these are the things that Kenny are going to have to be very, very conscious of on Sunday.
0: Yeah, I think Dara has been as his all starting in the bag. But Joe, were you surprised to see that it was Will that was the man that went back to centre back? And you know, we know Keen can play midfield, but I, I, th- I did think it was a bit of a surprise. And, and how did you think Will fared at six?
1: Yeah, look,
3: to be fair, I think the team in general, if he had put Seamus Flanagan back there, it wouldn't have surprised me. Because they seem to be able to convert players from forwards to backs, backs to forwards. Like you've Gerard Hegarty started out as a back. He's now up in the forwards. Barry Nash was a forward. Sean Finn probably started his career as a forward. You know, so I think it's just the way the team is so interchangeable at the moment. Nothing would surprise me who would go back in there because, to be fair, I uh, I had heard rumours that David Reedy was being looked at back there as well. Um, so uh, with the guys, I, I guarantee you nothing is done on a whim. Everything is well planned. Yes, it took time for uh, Will to probably settle back there, but what I thought was absolutely brilliant was both John and Dara's uh interviews after especially when they hadn't met um whether it's media training or it's just the way they think um there were carbon copy interviews that look it took a bit of time our work that wasn't good um it took us time to settle in we had to figure it out it seemed like a kind of a a thing that they decided right let's here's the here's the the ball for Galway you've 20 25 minutes show us what you're about you better be 10 12 points up because if you're not we're going to take the ball back off you then once we've you figured out we're going to impose our game plan and uh we're we're going to give you everything we got risky strategy but um (laughs) i i hope to god they don't do it again on sunday um but look i know and and darrow donovan has been pulling the strings but if you go through any of the podcasts any of the previews any the reviews of matches even, everybody's on about the matchups. who'll pick up Hegarty, who'll pick up Galan, who'll pick up Lynch. Nobody has ever turned around and asked the question, who's going to pick up Tom Morrissey? And Tom, on his worst day on the pitch, will hit probably three or four points from play, and he might, on a bad day, he might hit four or five voids to go with it. But on a good day, he'll hit six, seven points. But nobody has ever, in, in my knowledge anyway, actually said okay we need to find someone to to man mark tom morrissey and to me when the chips have been down he's always been the one that has kept us in games um yeah he's been taken off late in the games but i think that's just down to sheer exhaustion from when others around him aren't going great that tom is just the man that keeps the keeps the ship steady keeps the ship afloat so um yeah you can have all your plans for the other guys but you have tom morrissey lurking there in the background
0: yeah, Tom, Tom has been phenomenal. Nicky, is that kind of the thing with Limerick, that if you do tie down a Galan and, and you get to grips with Flanagan and Casey, that they've just so many forwards that can hurt you, the likes of Garoud. Obviously, he's had the huge games and finals, and, and Dave really has come into his own, and as Joe mentioned, Tom Morrissey, that you really do have to try and stop all six forwards.
2: Oh, yeah, there's no doubt about it. I think, uh, look, when guys have gone through that amount of hurling with that amount of success... There's a the confidence about their play, but there's also a real understanding of each other's play. They know they know one another's play so well, and they know how to back up and support one another. If a Galan moves out of one space, out of one area, someone else might pop into that space. That's all something that comes with experience of playing with one another. So I think Kenny are under no losers. I mean, have some have some tough calls to make here now. I mean, Paddy Deegan uh, played on Garot Heddy last year, and it didn't go too well. Now, at, right now, as the, as we would see the team being placed, they could very well be facing up to one another. You have David Blanchfield on the right-hand side, who is actually having a very good year, but he picked up a, a, a nasty injury against Clare and is very doubtful to play on Sunday. Possibly Parik Walsh will come in there. and um, That wouldn't lessen the scene an awful lot, to be honest about it. Killian Buckley fact that he's getting married on Saturday might knock him out for a starting place but uh but the fact that he could still come on you know might mean a lot but you could see Porrick Walsh at right half back but they have a bit of juggling you could even see Porrick Walsh at left half back and maybe Paddy Deegan at right half back uh, simply because facing Deegan against Hegarty one year after the other when things didn't go too well last year they have to think about that the selectors as well but you're right all six Limerick forwards are all capable of uh, of inflicting a lot of pain on Kilkenny and uh that's going to stretch the Kilkenny back but generally speaking the Kilkenny backs have not been performing uh too badly it's at the other end of the field i think that where we could be we will have to get huge games out of some of the newer lads. well billy ryan's been there a bit tom Phelan, who's living about three fields behind me here at the moment uh that's where he's from i mean it's a big game for him he's first all Ireland. and i'm assuming he's going to be picked uh, but it's a big tall guy who has plenty of pace and plenty of running but he's going to meet in either um kyle hayes or Jimmy Burns. he's going to meet a totally different type of guy. Who's the physique and this and everything about them hurling and everything is 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 just at a significant level above most of what Cuckney defenders have at the moment, maybe Hugh Lawler and possibly Mikey Butler. But uh, that's the challenge faced Cuckney. I mean, there are there are some of the matchups you would say lean heavily in favour of Limerick. But that's the great thing about an All Ireland final because it's a one-off game, and anything can happen in an All Ireland final. I mean the. Both teams should have a strong mental approach. Uh shouldn't be too worried to them because they get into All Ireland final. They've been there before. But look, things happen on a day in an All Ireland final and they, it, they, they, they can impact on the, on the way the flow of the game. It could be a weather issue. We've having bad rain lately. You don't know what if that was to pour in Croke Park, what way to affect either team. You just don't know. So it's, uh, but certainly Kilkenny will be spending a fair bit of time thinking about the matchups and how they're going to manage that. But that it's going to be very difficult to win all those matchups, to be honest about it. I, I just can't see it happening. There will be Limerick just of so many strong players. I, I think they'll it'll be a real challenge for Kilkenny to, to win on the individual battles because ultimately that's when the Learns are won. Who wins the individual battles?
0: Yeah, definitely. We we'll get into the, the Kilkenny forwards in a minute, Matt. But yeah, just um Er and Tom Morris who are mentioned there and definitely two of the most unheralded players, maybe underappreciated at times, but the importance of those lads, especially when Limerick weren't going well this year to kind of put us out of the fire down uh, in in Turless and in the Munster final against Cork as well. That you know, again, when the bigger name players aren't necessarily firing all cylinders, Limerick can rely on the other fellas to get the job done.
4: Yeah, Shobara is has you know has been totally underrated and in fairness. You 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 have been promoting his car. Years. He's, he's he's been absolutely outstanding this year. And if if you take just one of the cameo in the All-Ireland semi-final win, when, one had from Mike Casey, and um, Galway had the opportunity to go eight or nine points up, and then um, uh, the the next score was a, a fantastic score from Darrow O'Donovan which you know cha- possibly changed the whole course of that half anyway. But yeah, I yeah, I agree, uh, and. Um, Joe has brought up a very valid point about Tom Morrissey, but he, he's a very, very hard man to pick up with the amount of bro- ground that he covers. Because you can find him back in the half-back line, you can find him supplementing midfield. He moves, he moves, he moves all over the place. And like a lot of the narrative uh, in the lead up to this final has been about the matchups, particularly in the respective full-back lines. And who will pick up Angelan? Who will pick up Seamus Flanagan? And who will pick up TJ Reid, Who will pick up um, in particular Own Cody? And um, I suppose you, you you would have to think you'd you, you'd have to ask yourself the question of which of the two sides is better equipped um, to supply going in, and and um, I suppose with with the like policy and and um, um, 'man particularly at Midfield and the Limerick halfback line is I, I think is extremely strong whether we have Declan Hannon or not. I think I, I, I've seen in the past and you've seen in the past and Joe, you've probably seen Willem O who playing at center half back from the pierwick where he was formidable. Now he had moved out of that position and he, he, you know it was a case of readjusting. Having a game under Willem's belt now will be absolutely fantastic for him, and and uh, it will bring him on a show, and um, if he's on, and and if Declan Hannan fails to make it, I think you will see a different Darrow Donovan from the start. but Limerick have a very, very strong halfback line, and um, I, I I think they are more likely to limit the supply going into the light of own Cody and the TJ Reeds. There was a, a former there that wasn't mentioned, and um, I, I I think he's a dangerous
0: customer. Martin Kogan has you know, he, he's everything. He knows the goal is. Yeah, he definitely knows where the, the goal is. Nicky, I, goals will will be crucial. Um obviously you got two last year, wasn't enough. Um Owen Cody's been in spectacular form in front of the goals, as is Martin Kion. Like, is that something that you think Kilkenny would aim for early on? Is to, to try and get a goal and try at the limerick? Oh yeah, well, why
2: not? I mean, the you, bottom you get you go for a goal at every opportunity within reason. Now, Matt mentioned about Martin Kier. Now he he came back the last day with after a hamstring, and my own view was that he was probably very nervous playing. I suppose there was the pull the hamstring again, and there was no chance of making an another final if you uh, managed to get through the clear game. So I'd say that was probably playing on his mind. So I think he will have had the the extra two weeks will have been a big help to him now to get further treatment and to get back sharper. So I, I'd expect him to be in a in 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 much. Uh, better form he is a dangerous forward he he knows he's, and he's physically got very strong the whole snc work he's done over the last two years has really brought him on a huge amount from the time he was playing uh, in uh, colleges hurling and that so uh, i've seen a huge uh, you know i know martin very well i meet him regularly and uh, he's after developing huge upper body strength so he will be well able to take anything that uh, dan Morrissey or any of the full back will be able to throw at him and he has a very good eye for goal as as you said, has has on Cody as well. And look, the bottom line is these these are the guys I'm talking about. They just need to play up to scratch. I mentioned the backs earlier, but all of these guys are going to have to play up to scratch. It hasn't been a full team performance by any manner of means from Cakenny, uh, yet in the championship they've had a number of indifferent displays. Uh, but if you're playing an All Ireland final, you need you need everybody firing well, and uh, you need to take your opportunities because uh, you, we know we know our Kikini's opponents. They will do that. You know it might have taken them time to settle against uh, Galway. But once uh, Galway kind of left the door a little bit open, they just rushed through and uh, they ran away with the game then. There was only one team in it in the second half.
0: Yeah, Joe, you'd, you'd see it from the goals. You know, you're, you're up close and personal with these um superstars of the game. And I know Cody is definitely one of them and TJ is another. But how important is it for the boys out the field to try and stop that good ball coming in? Because we, we saw Darragh last day, you know, made hay for Limerick with the space he was given. And, if you give those boys time, they, they will cause a lot of damage that, you know, Mike Casey or Dan, whoever's on own Cody, their job will be made so much easier if the boys in the middle thirds can prevent that good ball coming in. Look, it's, it's the same for both
3: sides, as Nicky said, like you get good ball and quick ball into forwards of that caliber on both sides. It doesn't matter whether you have five Dan Morrissey's inside there or five few haulers on the other side. These guys are actually impossible to mark. They're unmarkable if the correct ball comes in from both sides. So the the battle is people to be on about putting cornerbacks in. You see good enough cornerback. You see a good enough fullback or whatever. Your fullback lines performances are solely dictated at this level by your your middle third players. You could even go back as far as your your full forward line, your half forward line to stop ball coming out to stop players planting their feet and having a look up. Now, it's one thing that Limerick do very well. A, a couple of years ago against Waterford in the semi-final, I remember the, the pressure that the Limerick full forward line and half-forward line put on the backs. It was just a case of when Waterford were getting the ball, they were turning and hitting. If we can get Kilkenny doing the same, um, then I think we're flying it. If we, if we give them time to settle around the field, and if they can plant their feet and look up, The quality inside that Kilkenny have, the quality that they can bring off the bench. I had someone saying to me, from Kilkenny, actually, Nicky, he was saying, oh, sure, we're at nothing. Like, if you're dependent on Wally Walsh, if you're dependent on Killian Buckley, if you're dependent on who else came on, Richie Hogan and Paulie Walsh. I said, lads, that is a, yes, they're probably coming to the end of their career, some of them. I said, but look at the experience you're bringing on. Like, you look the last day, Wally was very good when he came on, Richie Hogan, I thought he was actually nearly going backwards when he went over to collect that ball. What happened? He was cute enough to get a free. He, he contributed. Do you know? So, you have huge experience coming on there as well. So, to me, you have to shut down that middle third. Is it something that can, can he have been doing? Probably not. But it's something that they will definitely, I would think, be working on this week, that, because Limerick are masters of the middle third at the moment, um, you know. And as I said, the quality of ball that goes in. I saw something strange against Galway that uh, in the second half, Seamus Flanagan was out in the middle third, which we've never seen before. There um, he w- went on one of his looping runs and was making his way back in. Um, after, but he was he was actually positioned out there. So look, maybe they're bringing something new to the part, in that uh, they're rotating a bit and bringing the likes of Seamus out, another big strong man. Like if you want to kill Kenny lads and if they are going to try, maybe even play a running game around the middle to break tackles, and you have the likes of Kyle Hayes, Willard Dunahoe, Dermot Barnes, the next minute you have another man mounting and Flanagan in and around there to try and get around um it could be a tactic that that they might look at using again but it's that to me is going to be the battle of all battles yes ball will go in and both sides both sets of full forward lines especially i can guarantee you we'll get some spectacular scores i can see a couple of goals each probably from either team in the game um with the quality that's in there but uh, the real battle of wits and the the endeavor will be in around the middle third i suppose back in 19 that's where we lost um the first 20 minutes of that game that we could never recover from was the the intensity and the work rate and that that kilkenny brought um that year and i I said it's kilkenny there's no kilkenny man going to go out and, and not leave every drop of blood sweat and tears on the pitch
0: yeah, it's it's interesting you mentioned 2019 there because obviously Kenny got the start that day and won by a point. And last year it was Limerick after that flying start and won by, by two points. Nicky, there are two teams that are very comfortable with taking the lead and holding it. So, you know, could the game be won and lost in, in the first 10 minutes, you think? I doubt it.
2: But at the same time, I think both teams will be looking to lay down a marker at an early stage and you do that by maybe grabbing a goal or two and... And putting some doubt into the mind of your opponents and maybe have the team and the selector scrambling for for answers because when things start to go wrong badly wrong in the early stages maybe your plan b c and d goes out the window as well and you have to start thinking and all ireland final day in croke park is not the uh, place really where you can't put in your alternative options if things are going so wrong so i suppose both teams will be uh, will be hoping to make that uh, that better start um but going back to what Joe said there, I, I absolutely fully concur with him. There, I think during the Brian Cody era, one of the uh, one of the act attributes that his team had was making sure that forwards were always tackling defenders and not give them an opportunity to clear the ball. Or you know, you wouldn't do it all the time, but you certainly cut down the supply and retain possession up in your attack. Uh, I think that's probably something that Kenny are not doing as well at the moment, and uh, maybe that just comes with time. Derek has just had a, a number of months and given the way the championship is now run in such a condensed period you're not actually a manager is not getting as much time uh, with the players as he would normally like because between games it's a case of resting to be honest about it but certainly that aspect of Kilkenny's game is not what it was during the successful period of uh, Brian Cody in in more recent times obviously since 2015 we haven't been successful so that's going to be a going to going to be a big factor and uh, the other thing Joe alluded to there as well is that can he have quite a lot of experience likely in the subs at this stage now Farick was possibly likely to start instead of david blanchfield he, like he, he looks like he's out uh there's a there's a possibility maybe that uh, maybe killian buckley could come in there or even Derek Harkin. they they may they may even go uh go and say let's throw in Derek Harkin, uh, at you know an all club medalist with uh with the uh, K- uh, Shamrock's valley hale he won a, he won a fitzgibbon with the uh, ul as well and uh, so he, look, he's, a, he's a huge big guy and uh, I often—I always felt this year that Corkerton and Blanchfield might very well be the two Kenny wingbacks in the same mold not the same experience or, or uh, as, as Burns and uh, Kyle Hayes but there was a lot of similarities about him in terms of physique now the two Kenny lads have, have still a long way to go to match. The ability of those two limit lads, but they still so you could see Carkerton uh, on board there but kenny do have a lot of experience in the subs yes they're coming to the end of the of perhaps the twilight of wonderful careers but i tell you one thing when you got 10 or 15 minutes to go and if you're a, a, a richie hogan or a walter walsh or a killian buckley or whoever it might be you're more than capable at, at beyond 30 years of age of giving your all for 20 minutes that could be very influential in how a game could turn out so it's the way it's been happening with Kilkenny. Derek has been bringing on five or six subs. Generally, the same players going on. Generally, the same players going off, bar injuries. And I think uh, I don't see it being any different on Sunday. But I would, I think, we're fortunate to have so much experience in our bench and have no concerns whatsoever about the uh, the age that might be in the match program about these lads.
0: Yeah, the, the boat benches are, are stacked very. You mentioned the lads going out of there, and then the Limerick side. If it goes the same as the semi-final, with the likes of Carl O'Neill, O'Shann O'Reilly, Connor Boylan, unfortunately Rich English has gone down with a shade in the meantime. But Matt, who has the stronger bench? Or would you class them as, as fairly even?
4: I, 12 months ago, I would definitely have said Limerick, but I was looking at the Kilkenny bench and um, some of the names that, that fall out to you, like Walsh, um, Walter Walsh, Richie Hogan, and, you know, the game has gone such now like that, you know, the starting 15 is one thing, but more important probably is the finishing 15 that we'll see we'll see out the game. And um, th- th- that's some experience to have to call on now. There, there are a couple of young lads there, like um, Timmy Clifford, and we haven't spoken at all about Billy, Billy Drennan. Um, Daryl Ockram, whether he will get to the field or not, if he doesn't he'll be on the bench, so that will give you a sense of, of the strength of the Kilkenny bench, but the, the Limerick bench has been tried and tested over the years, and um, there, there, there seems to be a road, as Nicky said there, with Kilkenny, and there seems to be the same road with Limerick as to who will, will be coming on, when you see a guy warming up, you can you can nearly tell who he's coming on for, that, that sort of thing, so uh, it's part of what John Coyley probably calls the process. But just listening down to the discussion, and, and um, we haven't touched the tile. And I suppose this is something Joe would be very familiar with, as a, as, as a celebrated member of the goalkeepers' union. Uh, We've two of the finest goalkeepers that has ever graced the game, um, in in cousin uh, Nicky and and um, and and On Murphy. and um, like. Within the impacts, and just a snapshot of that impact. Nicky played the save from from Harnedie in in the dying minutes in the 2018 All Ireland, which probably changed the course of history for Limerick because um, had that gone in, um, the uh, maybe Crow Park would continue to be our graveyard. But then we saw the absolutely incredible save from from Owen Murphy um, last last um, last on the, and uh, that's on the week. No, sorry. But, you know, Joe was saying there that we might get a couple of goals. You know, you learn a couple of goals with those two lads.
0: Yeah, Joe, what's your take on the two boys? Yeah,
3: without a doubt. And to laugh actually there, Matt, I'm just thinking back to last year, because you actually don't expect Don Murphy to be beaten any time the same way as you don't expect Nicky to be beaten. And when one goes in as being, I've said, goalkeepers union, you become overly critical of, ah, he should have got to that. Uh, ah, that was a handy one. Uh, you know? But these guys, um, I remember last year we at the match, and when Gerard Hegarty I don't know how he stuck it into the top corner past Owen Murphy. I stood up, and uh, quite an irate, Kilkenny woman behind me, gave me a little tip of the flag in the back. She says, sit down, she said. She said, I can't see it. I said, don't worry about it, Mrs. I said, Owen oh, Murphy didn't see it either. I said, that makes sense of you. <laughs> but... <laughs> Yeah, the, the, look, the quality. And I suppose they're, they're quite different goalkeepers. Do um, you know, Owen Murphy would be far more renowned for the flamboyant, um, spectacular save. Whereas, as I often said, Nicky at times would make you sick that he just makes goalkeeper look so bloody easy. And he, he rarely has the dive. He just, his positioning is just unbelievable. Like, he, he kills balls on the whole day in his hand, whereas probably the likes of myself and Owen Murphy, we'd have done three somersaults, flicked it around and fist-pumped the crowd, whereas Nicky will have it in his hand, delivered down to Tom Morrissey and the balls over the bar. Um, but the one thing I will say is, and it, it did happen last year, on the short puck outs, I don't think it's something Owen Murphy has mastered yet most of his sharp puck outs go to feet they don't go to hand um we've we i think probably last year did we gain every one two one three from kind of turnovers from the the sharp puck outs so hopefully he hasn't been working on them too much this year um but as far as puck outs i think there's no one to come near nicky quaid he could find space inside in the middle of spaghetti junction he just I, I don't know how he does it, um, because you have players that have been man-marked, pulled, dragged, everything, and then all of a sudden does a ball, hit out to one of the, the lads, and he's standing in 40 yards of space. It's just it's baffling how they do it. Obviously, it's just repeat, 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 and they're they constantly doing the training, but the one thing he won't do is he won't give a ball um, unless it's on, like, and he doesn't do a penny. You look at Andy Murphy against Galway the last day. Uh, when the pressure came on, hit the short puck outs went astray. And uh, that's one thing, thank God, that Nicky doesn't do. Um, he's the orchestra, or the conductor of that orchestra. Um, we probably are starting to take it for granted now um, that it's just become so natural to him. And we expect a, a nine, 10 out of 10 performance from him every day. Um, and look, He'll expect that himself and i know goalkeepers no more than on murphy as well if a goal passes you, you you'll always go home that night and you'll have it in your head should i have stopped it people might say a goal was uh, unstoppable the only person that will really answer the true question of that is the fella that had passed because he'll know whether he should or shouldn't have got got to it but look that save that Owen murphy made was just it, it wasn't even to get the test. it was it was the action and if you watch it in slow motion he actually knew that getting to the holiday test wouldn't be enough and he'd the, the wrist just to take it did he try and put it onto the crossbar if he did he's an absolute genius I'd say he would have been damn happy if he went over the bar but uh but he's just he's, he's a phenomenal holder he's a phenomenal eye for a ball is the stuff he does, stuff you can practice, probably his best saves from a goalkeeper? Your best saves are ones that you know nothing about, that your body just kicked into action, and you you stand up after and you go, How oh, in the name of God did I stop that? And I think a lot of Owen Murphy's stuff is, is that way. Really. He has just phenomenal reflexes, he's a phenomenal eye for the ball. You remember going back, Matt? He was at Owen Gillan, he, he stopped more balls from. Um, back in that was in 18, wasn't it? Beat- yeah, he yeah, nearly beat us by himself. We couldn't get a ball, bloody ball past him. So it'll be Nikki referred to individual battles. They may be either side of the pitch, but that's an, an individual battle that I think will have a huge bearing. Whoever comes out on top on the puckouts and obviously the shot stopping as a combination. I think that'll go a long way
0: to determining who's going to win this this final. Yeah, Nicky I I we spoke lyrical there about um the two goalies. I'm sure the people in Kilkenny wouldn't swap on Murphy for Nicky Quaid as would the Limerick people wouldn't swap Nicky Quaid for on Murphy there. There you just couldn't separate them. Oh, I think that's a fair point. I mean they're just been extraordinary goalkeepers
2: and we're both both counties are fortunate to have goalkeepers of uh, of that caliber and uh the funny thing about it is, is that the the team that is the most dominant on Sunday, uh, it's the it's the opposite goalie is likely to be the one who will have to shine the most. So often it is uh, of all the players on the field who can come out of this, the best in terms of an individual performance. It can be the goalie on the losing, potentially the goalie on the losing team. So it's yeah. a, it's a it's a, it's a, it's, a ne- it's a negative it's a negative way of looking at it. To be honest about it, but the other thing is worth mentioning as well is the Kikini, uh club competitions kick into action uh, two weeks from Sunday. And Owen Murphy will line out at number six for his club, Glenmore. Um, and as it happens, the sub-goalie also, Darden Rennam, will line out for his club uh, somewhere in the half-hour line as well. So ironically, we have uh, two, the two goalies that will line out for Kilkenny, number one and number 16 on Sunday, are both outfield players for their, uh, for their club team. So it's not unusual, but it's... Uh, You'd often wonder how easy is it then? Maybe that maybe I can't I don't know. Nicky Nicky Quaid said uh, does he play out the field with his club or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Centre back I, as well. Yeah. Centre back as well. Well they, there you have it. <laughs> and you can in fairness to both of those players, it cannot be that easy then to adjust. It can take a little bit of time to adjust to the play within the goal because your your reflexes maybe have to be recalibrated again when you get back to playing in goal. So and maybe on, on that basis alone, both of them as number six for the clubs deserve enormous credit that they can turn around and wear number one for their counties and uh, be uh, be up at the top of the pile. Yeah. I have always
3: said, uh, Jack, that, and you'll get lambasted for saying it as, as a goalkeeper, but uh, I always said your best holder should be in goals. And you know, people talk about out the field working on your first touch. Goalies can't work in their first touch. They have to work on their touch because they've only won. You don't have a second go at it. So there's no point working on your first touch you have to work on your touch um so i've always said it and look when i had the, a gang of them lads under 14 to under 16. under 14 tom morrissey was in goals under 15 barry nash was in goals under 16 colin ryan was in goals so it it's it, it's either saying a few things one that um these guys were the best holders on the panel at the time and number two, I know nothing about outfield holders or goalkeepers. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 but, it does, but, but it does show how influential goalies have become over the last couple of years.
2: Funny enough, in uh, in both uh, Hurling and uh, Gaelic football, I mean, in, in, last Sunday in uh, Croke Park, I was up there, and to see the Derry goalie and the, and Shane Ryan, the Kerry goalie, they, they spent an awful lot of time around the middle of the field. Now, I think with the pace of the hurling game, I don't think uh, that would be uh, a, a wise choice for goalkeepers in hurling to make. That <laughs> deal because a shot from 60 yards could go into the goal and nobody mark it, nobody uh, minding it. But it's but they are becoming influential in terms of their puck outs and their whole strategy and how they engage with the uh, the, the defenders around them. Because at the end of the day, and, and Joe's knows say it's better than us, that uh, a goalkeeper can see everything that's happening on the field. And his best position, maybe, to direct those in front of him as well, in terms of uh, movement out the field, or in terms of markups, or in terms of whatever it might be. So, a, a goalie is a very influential player on the field from that point of view. And they, 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 apart from concentrating on their own game, they're able to very much see what's happening around them and alert the team to uh, the potential dangers that might be there.
0: Yeah, a hundred percent. Because when you, I suppose, when you factor in scores and wides, the goalie these days is really getting the ball. 50 to 60 times in their hand. And, you know, that could be that amount of tax like this. You know, Nicky definitely, I think, shades that area that, as you said, Joe, he won't give a probably 50-50. He'll wait for that 60-40, 70-30 ball. And I think Limerick are very lucky to have a final like Nicky that will get on the ball more than anybody else over the course of the game, even though they might be from restarts, that he's the man. And we saw with the contact lens that was or wasn't that if Limerick need to slow things down, Nicky is the man to steer the ship.
2: Yeah, you're not expecting me to comment on that now, are you, Jack? No, I... never... I didn't see Nicky stopping the game at all, but uh, <laughs> look at... There are, there are dark arts in every sport, and if you have to slow down the game, of course it happens, and somebody has to do it, and uh, I just... Uh, I've, 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 no, I've no comment to make in that order to say tactics are tactics, and you, you have to use whatever tactics are within the law to win any match, and... Uh, no you with what Nicky Gred did.
0: Yeah, and uh, Joe, like, you know, when, when your captain is away, like Declan wasn't on the field, to have someone like Nicky that can just reset things for you is, is so crucial and will be vital on our final day. Uh,
3: no comment on that matter. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
3: other than to say that if I had taken the same approach in 1994, <laughs> I might have an all-out the medal in my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I I would. would... Look, look, a lot was made of it. Yes, it slowed down the game a bit. Um, I think the next two puck outs, Godway hit two wides. So it wasn't the case of, right, slow down the game next minute. Limerick went on a rampage. Godway hit two poor wides after it. Um, Mm. Look, it's like everything else. If it worked, what was he doing? And believe me, I've been the butt of it for the last 30 odd years of the the so called quick puck out. to Joe and I don't know did I mention it last time we were on here. I said we were market leaders in that a quick puck out from a to Hegarty. Um, going back 30 years ago, um, you know, that's that's what it's all about these days. Back then, we were two villains, <laughs> but yeah. we, we were just showing the way forward,
0: yeah, exactly. And on Garoad Hegarty, there, Matt, you know, he's been a really big game player still laughing about the the, the 90s final but Grode equity you know last year won five the previous year he got two two got i'm laughing at, i'm laughing at Joker,
4: the way he put that
0: that's what i'm laughing at <laughs> i know but on growth hegarty and and players sorry limerick jack i missed really, your question your grand um limerick have got a lot from their big game players in not Ireland finals obviously keen in 21 growth in every final even tom got five points against Waterford that can you envisage another big performance from one individual to nearly drag Limerick over the line again?
4: Yeah, but uh, don't ask me which one, because uh, (laughs) a a different one seems to come out of the woodwork all the time, but uh, speaking of Garod Hegel, he he just relishes the big day, he just relishes relishes Croke Park, and I suppose it's fair to say about Garod um, that in the early part of the season, that in the early part of the championship, even um, that he 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 was he was below his best, but but from the Munster final, from the Cork game on Cork Munster final semi-final, he has really really driven us, has really ca- captured the type of form that we expect from Goroad Hegarty, and we, we, we've seen him in Clough Park. Has he got man of the match twice in Clough Park in all Ireland finals? You know yeah. that that that, w- that will give you an idea of, of the type of big game player that he is. He's he's a hugely influential player for Limerick, and Nicky mentioned it there earlier on about who will pick him up, and I think that that is hugely important, just as it as it, it is important as to who will pick up Tom Morrissey. Um I, the, Can the have back line. I I just put it to Nicky. Are they a small bit vulnerable?
2: Well, at this stage, we don't know who's going to play there. David David uh, Blanchfield looks like he's out. And I posed the question of would they put back Paddy Deegan on uh, Jerry Hegarty two years in a row when he had an uncomfortable game there last last uh, year. So, uh, Richie Reid is a player who has generally enjoyed playing in a pocket area there because opponents tend to go with seven, as clearly did the last day. And it's only when they went man-on-man that they, they got some returning for that. Now, I know Kenny can good in the end again. So, I'd say of all the lines on the Kilkenny team, probably the half-back line is the one that's going to require the most consideration as to how they're going to uh, be able to cope with what Limerick has to offer there. So, yeah, there will be some uh, big, big uh, calls have to be made by Kilkenny as to how they will shape that half-back line. Uh, Forget about the team that's actually picked or where they might be positioned. But I, I I think there could be a possibility they just might throw Daryl or Parik Walsh at left half back, and maybe Paddy Deegan at right on uh, Tom Morrissey, and uh, and see how that goes. That that just may be the way they'll actually line up when the uh, ball is thrown in on Sunday.
4: Paddy Deegan has been in in, in, in a couple of different positions: corner back, wing back. I think he's played midfield at different occasions as well. Like he is a very versatile player, and uh, um he seems to be more comfortable on the left than the right. Or um, Nicky.
2: Yeah, no, I, I accept that, and that's a, val- that's a valid point, and it might be one reason why he might be picked there. But he has been playing, last year he played a lot with his club in the forwards and at midfield. He has a tremendous work rate, uh, great energy. So he, he's a player that I've no problem with him being on the team, but it's how, how he would mentally uh, face how, face Jar Hegarty again. On the other hand, if you're a guy that's after uh, getting a, a difficult time from an opponent last year, by well, Gigi, would be fairly determined, certain off this year that it's not going to be the same result. So sometimes throwing the gauntlet down to one of your players and say, "Listen, it didn't work for you last year. Now you have an opportunity to atone and uh, get on top of this guy." So look, it can often be the, the the right the right decision to leave things as they are and let let the let the player take responsibility. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, in our Leinster final finals, players have ultimately to take responsibility. The coaches will have done anything they can do with them at the final chat inside in the dressing room before they head out into the crop park pitch at uh, 3 o'clock or thereabouts. It's then down to the uh, individual players uh, to start taking responsibility themselves. And and I'm sure it's no different between Derek King or John Kylie in that regard. Especially now that the Mayor Forna is, uh, is not allowed in on the field and that. So getting instructions in can be an awful lot different. So you, you need uh, key players in leadership positions around the field to be able to uh, take messages or to give their own instructions. Uh, during the course of the game because that, that probably is necessary now unless of course either of the two counties do what Dublin are doing and make uh, they have made Pat Gilroy the, uh, the, 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 the the water carrier even though he's probably the, the key coach to Desi Farrell at the moment so he's the water carrier so when lads get water they get some serious instructions as well so maybe Kenny and Limerick can do that something like that on Sunday as well Tactics Oh yeah, that's what it's about, Matt. It's often about tactics. Can win those games at the end of the day? You can be sure of it.
4: Well, absolutely. I I I have no problem with it. Winter winter's within the law. You know, um you, you were mentioning Joe Quay, there are around like and again, no comment as such, but um you know, you have to do what you've got to do. It's as it's 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 as simple as that. It's all about winning on the day. There's no point in having regrets in the following week or anything and, and anything like that. Um Nikki and Joe, um uh, obviously, you've both, as players, experienced the lead up to a, to an All Ireland final and the fortnight before it, or the three weeks before it, proper year time. Um, and it's it, it's a it's a special time for players, but it's it, it's it's a very very difficult time as well. Is it a time that you can really really? I you know I know the lead up, and we we got a snapshot of it last Monday evening, Nicky, when you were down and. Um, as to what um, the lead in for Limerick is now, they were very economical with 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 with, with what they said about them um, that the, the, would say the fortnight leading into the All Ireland final. But it's something that has changed. But is it something that you can really enjoy?
2: Well, I think the way the structure of the championship is now, with games in such uh, uh, every week, in some cases every second week it's very difficult i mean the players are in a are in a, almost in a bubble now from the time they start the championship the league is to iron out any of the difficulties that might be there and that and uh, you know kenny i think would have found the league useful from that point of view if, if not the final result and uh, john kiley clearly used the league to give experience to some of the fringe players and i think that is he's getting the benefit of that now by being able to bring those guys on as subs in the championship. And they have that bit more experience and, and they have his confidence and the selector's confidence as well. But, uh, it's now all happening so quickly. I mean, there is no time. I mean, yes, we were down in Limerick uh, last Monday week, but Matt, look, that, that was a, it, it was a nuisance really to John Kiley and his players. And it wasn't much different, different than Kenny uh, two days later. They, they just go through the process of uh, meeting people from the media, giving a couple of interviews and, uh, it's something that has to be done and bear in mind there was no media interviews at all before the semi-finals. Now, that's another problem for another day and not, not for, uh, not for this uh, podcast, but uh, it's um, the players. Are, do they get a chance to enjoy it? Not, not really, because there's no lead up to it at all. I mean, once they were finished in uh, the weekend before last, they had to have, uh, get the bodies right and get back. What did they get? Probably two decent training sessions and two further sessions on top of that. That's probably the amount of work they got. And, uh, you know you're not going to get an awful lot done there if they if there was a third week maybe you could sharpen things up a little bit but uh, no everything is happening so quickly now and the new condensed season and means that uh, it's the main thing is can we avoid having injuries now it looks like both counties will be down a player because of injury going into the final and i'm not even referring to uh, sean finn and uh, Declan hannon so that's just the way it is i mean you just can't get time to recover now um i'm uncomfortable with it that they've crammed it so tightly but look, it just seems to be the way it's going to be now. But uh, so is the enjoyment there? I can only speak about Kilkenny here. I mean, there's a few flags around the place, but generally speaking, there's a bit more maybe in the media leading up this week. All right. But generally speaking, uh, it doesn't have the same hype as, uh, as years ago at all. And I think the biggest factor for me is when the kids were back in school in September in the county, you were always able to create a great atmosphere in the first week or two of primary and secondary school. I mean, schools are, they, they won't be back now for a, still a number of weeks, so it is much more difficult to to create that atmosphere. You have the cool camps on at the moment around the, the Kenny and Limerick and other places, of course. You can't get players to go to the cool camps to uh, meet the kids and to, to to give them the experience of meeting players for very obvious reasons of preparing for big championship games. So there are some downtime, downsides to all of this being crammed together, and uh, I'm uncomfortable a bit with it. I think it needs to be extended a little bit, but that's a, a discussion for another
4: occasion. Yeah, Just uh, just on that point
3: that... that Nicky made, Joe, wh- wh- what are your thoughts on the, on, on, on the season? Yeah, look, there's something that's been in my head that I, I'd love to find out since the, the Clare match, really. And it's, did John Kylie and Paul Kinnock take a conscious decision to train through their own Robin and Munster? Because there was just little certain parts of, of games there... Well, Carl O'Neill being an example against Clare, he looked so heavy-legged against Clare. He looked like a man that was after doing two solid weeks training. And he comes out then three weeks later and gives an outstanding performance. Like, did, did the boys consciously turn around, uh, I suppose, and say, right, lads, we'll take a chance so that we'll be ready for a party when we get that? No, it's, it's very presumptuous. It's a ballsy move if they did and they were within a puck of a ball of going out monster. Um So maybe, maybe as Nicky said there, like, there's definitely no work been done the last two weeks. I can guarantee you one thing. That's, that's just pure and solid recovery. Right? They'd have four or five sessions maybe. Maybe one of them would be of any benefit that they go hammer and tongues. Maybe one and a half sessions. But Maybe the work has to be put in early in the season now because it's all condensed. Because once you get into the run, Robin, you got if you go through the, the back door, as they say, and you're into a final, you actually have no time to to go through it. As far as enjoying it, um you're probably with the shorter space of time as a player, you're being less pulled and dragged to things. Um will they enjoy it? Look, come here. Any of any of the four of us would love to be um, talking out next Sunday, so they'll enjoy it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's one for I suppose a different day is the is the split season, and we will get into it eventually. But I suppose when you we were not in the final, we um, just just a few more things on the game, Joe. Like obviously, Declan Hannan didn't make the semi-final, and that call was made three weeks before the game, which would lend me to believe that probably wasn't going to make the final as well, but. If Declan was, would say, 70%, would you go with him or would you leave him in reserve? Joe? Uh,
3: oh, <laughs> that's a toss of a coin now. Are all Ireland finals a uh, place for 70% players and would... Would, would anyone else on the squad be happy if someone went in at 70% considering that uh, the talent that's there and the work rate that's required? No, if he could go in at 100% for 70% in the game, there's a different scenario. Um, yes, I would start him. But if he was only 70% fit, um, I wouldn't think so. No, you have two other scenarios, Jack, as well. One is they called it very early that he'd be out for the semifinal. Um if he was out for the final, would they have called it as well? Who knows? But look, yeah. it's given I guarantee you it's giving Derek Ling a headache because he doesn't know if his centre forward is going to be marked probably up closer by Will I do or whether his centre forward is going to be picked up by one of the limerick midfielders because Declan will be sitting back. So I suppose. Why would you be telling them, the, them all, cute Kilkenny cats, any, anything coming up? <laughs> because I can get you thing, in the head and even still, no, you wouldn't hear a whole pile back out of them.
0: Yeah, 100%. Nicky. I, I have a, is I a car,
3: Jack Order, from Dave Buggy down in Kilkenny. And uh, I was supposed to be picking it up the 1st of July. I still haven't got a phone call. So I, I don't <laughs> know. Is he, is he playing tactics as well? He's waiting. So the, he thinks Kilkenny will win that. He'll have a cut off me when I go down for it.
4: Yeah. I know him
3: fairly I know him
2: fairly well. I know him fairly well, Joe. I get my cars off him as well, so I'll have a word with him later for you to say that you were you called him out publicly on the airwaves.
3: Exactly. Uh, I'd say he's all denied Nikki to have a, a coat off me next week with Kilkenny Wayne.
0: Yeah, we'll get we'll get your car sorted anyhow. We'll get Sunday sorted first, so we we'll get the garden then. But Nikki is, oh, is it's it's a strange thing to say, but will Kilkenny be targeting that centre back area regardless of who's there. You know, if it's Declan, he won't have had that match experience semi final. If it's Will, he doesn't have a huge, he doesn't have much inter experience. He's plenty when the piercing. But could you see Kilkenny maybe putting a shooter there like Tipperary have done with Justin Ford, telling him to drop off whoever the centre back is and and try and score from deep? I'm not sure they'll, tact, they'll t-
2: tactically target whoever is in that position. I think, in fairness, Kilkenny will. I think when it comes to things like that i think it is how they're going to play as a unit in the in the forwards i mean clearly I any of the Kilkenny forwards to be honest about it if they're given space as as joe's alluded to there with declan hannah where he sits back in the pocket and gives a bit of space Any of the kick any forwards are capable of popping over points it doesn't matter which them it is they're all good enough at that and they've shown that in the past so look games take on a trend i think jack the issue here is is that look it'll, the game will start off probably at a frenetic pace on 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 sunday and it'll, you know, the teams will get a couple of scores, or somebody will get a goal or two, and it could, uh, it could put one side on the back foot, and suddenly the game takes on maybe a different uh, persona. So you, you just don't know. That's what the job of the selectors will be on both sides to have have in the back of their mind if certain strategies develop during the course of the game that's impacting their team that they have to kind of change plans or whatever would that be. They will have gone through all of this scenario well over the last number of months as they faced into the championship, to be honest about it. But um, I, I don't think Kilkenny will deliberately target any particular player, to be honest about it. I think all of the Limerick players in their own individual way are simply very, very good players that I think, you know, you target one guy and take your eye off another guy and you're just going to be snookered. So I think you have to have a tactic for the whole team and you have to have a tactic for the for the, for the, the strategy that Limerick will deploy. For example, uh, Daryl Donovan heading off out on the wing to pick up the ball coming out of defence and his defenders know exactly where he's going to be. Now there's a tactic for Kilkenny there to not give him that amount of space to be getting that ball. And that goes back to what we said earlier, Kilkenny defenders and midfielders the, the Kenny attackers and midfielders becoming defenders when they have to be and doing that a lot more.
0: Yeah, it, it's an interesting point. Another thing is Kilkenny, I suppose it's more under Brian Cody, having known to to spring a few surprises on Iron Final Day. Obviously, Walter Walsh, uh, Kieran Joyce led the replay. and um, Blenchill came in one year. Can you can you see something different under Derek Ling for the final?
2: Well, the only difference might be that one of the, the uh the older players might very well start. Maybe he will start Walter Walsh, maybe ahead of someone like Tom Phelan. I don't know. I doubt it myself because I think he sees the, the real benefit of those players as uh, being when they come on and be introduced. When they be introduced in the game will depend on the way the game will flow. You just you just don't know that. But I'm I'm more of the opinion that he will stick to the team that played the last day. But obviously with Blanchfield likely out now, there's some thinking to be done about the half back line as well. So bar that I still think the team will probably stay the same. And uh, he has those players. And Keen Kenny, who's been coming on as well, played last year's final. He'd be a much smaller player. But he's a good player to kind of move around in the space and pick up the ball and uh, both engineer a score and bring the play. And So he's, he's been very effective as a sub coming on and uh, making perhaps a better contribution as a sub than than a starting player, to be honest about it.
0: Yeah, and Joe, then for Limerick, I think Colin O'Neill was the big one that came on. The last that he he started a couple of games hasn't started an iron final. Declan we're not we're not going to know, but do you think Limerick will go with the team that started against Galway?
3: Look, on, on their previous uh pickings of teams like Cahill O'Neill, whatever that he went out and scored five points. The he Murray. didn't stop he didn't stop the next game. Do you know what I mean? Like obviously these guys, John and the lads, are picking teams on how training is going, who's in form. Um So, it'll it'll all depend. They've surely got, as I said, probably one good training session, a good internal match this week. Um, And the team will look on that. Like, if Declan does that, who loses out? Do you know? Does David Reedy drop off the team? Do you know? And to be fair to him, he's after breaking into the team and and he's been outstanding. Do you know, Karl O'Neill has to be at this stage feeling a bit uh, left out that he's not stopping do you know um the one worry I would have is that and I would only heard yesterday that Richie was after doing his push um I think we might be a bit thin in the ground for a full back cover and that's yeah. that's one worry I would have um but look we'd we'll probably just no, Kylie he'd probably just pick Peter Casey um to go back on the back <laughs> as he does with forwards yeah,
0: we 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 we'll finish up soon, lads. But Nikki, just two more things. Uncle Kenny. First of all, eight years without All Ireland coming into this year, very strange. Three and to lose three finals in a row. You know, is it starting to get kind of anxious up there? That you just you need a, you need to get your hands on Liam McCarthy.
2: I think there's probably two strands on that, Jack. One is that uh, I suppose the fact that it's Jerry Lings first year that he's been. Uh, you know, they they've seen things going very well. And while they want Kilkenny to win the final, I think he'd be quite a bit of slack on that one. That's on one side. On the other side, to have lost uh, the last four All-Irelands you played in is a record that Kilkenny wouldn't want to have. I mean, and simultaneously, Limerick will win four All-Irelands in a row, which matches Kilkenny and Cork. And um, they are win this year, and I think they would be equally well-equipped to win again next year. Uh, and, it, and they would have probably... They, they're up there with the great Kilkenny team of Brian Cody's era, And in many respects, you could say they've surpassed it because the competitions have been maybe more intense during the Limerick period as well. But look, that's like comparing two great boxers. We let the guys over a pint in somewhere else in the pub have a chat about that someday let them sort it out. Um, But I do think that from a Kenny point of view, I think the fact that we won the under 20 last year came as a big sigh of relief because we had been really struggling with uh, 20s and, uh, and minors for quite some time. A little bit lucky maybe last year in the 20s because we have to be frank about it. We were down two key players, Wexford one player, and Limerick uh, two players in the All-Ireland Final. So we were down nobody. So we, we got a bit of a lucky break last year in the 20s, to be fair, but we were improving with every game, to be fair. And maybe the 20s game is an interesting one in, in when comparing with Sunday. I mean, Kilkenny went into that game against Limerick, albeit Limerick without Cahal O'Neill, still f- feeling probably they were the underdogs, and they really improved in the game. I know there was an issue of a controversial point and all of that, but it showed you that Kilkenny team despite how strong Limerick were even without colaniel you know we're still seen as capable of winning that and the Kakenny young lads stood up to him and uh, and and won that game uh, and you know that's the sort of character that Kakenny bring to an All-Iron final and hopefully they'll be able to bring the same character on on sunday but yes the years are creeping up and people will start getting a little bit edgy but uh, so far maybe they might have but they might, those comments might be made next monday or tuesday but for now we just uh, we just uh, put our best foot forward and hope that uh, we will uh, we will get number thirty
0: seven. Yeah, Joe. Nikki alluded there briefly about um Kilkenny team of the Naughties and Limerick are trying to emulate that feat of four in a row. Is that something that you ever considered that Limerick could be capable of? Obviously, you got so close twice, and when there was the breakthrough in eighteen, you know it was brilliant. But to now be on the cusp of four in a row. You know, it, it's something that's, it's hard to, to fathom, really.
3: It is, uh, look, to be fair, only for a puck of a ball and a dodgy line line ball decision, we could be looking at, could possibly be looking at, we'd be going for five in a row this year. But the one thing, and I'll go back to it, is um, our memories are still very raw of the years. It's only six years ago that we came out of Nolan Park with a a moral victory, a decent performance against Kilkenny. And we said, look, there was shoots there, but never, never, never did we think um, that uh, what was after happening. Um, My youngest daughter, Sophie, was um, graduated from Dune school this year. And father Chris O'Donnell was doing the um, the mass, And he was talking to him, obviously, that six years spent in school. He said, um, you're very privileged, he said, you're a very unusual group to go through school. He said, you've gone through COVID. And he said, you've also seen Limerick win for All-Irelands during your six years in school. No, it went down well with about half of the crowd, because half of the crowd going to school and doing their tip. So, <laughs> But like when you think of that, from the time my, my youngest daughter stopped secondary school to know we fought All-Irelands won. If somebody told me the day she walked in the gate at doing school, I would have gone, lads, you're off your head. There is no way. At the time, I thought I'd be lucky to see one in my lifetime. So we're 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 thankful, but we're still we still remember the bad days.
0: you oh, de- yeah, definitely. A shout out to, to Chris there, a good pal of mine. Matt, we'll get into the the um the nitty gritty, the predictions here, and I think it's fair to assume that you think Limerick are going to win, but. By how much and why?
4: Yeah, I I think it's going to be extremely close. Um, it it, it was extremely close last year. Two points in the finish. I know Kilkenny hit three late points. Um, I think Kilkenny are a much better equipped side this year. Um, we haven't seen Limerick really at their full throttle best for seventy minutes yet. But I I'd be pretty confident. Um. They have this ability, and if you look through it, and if you look through their record in Munster, um, beat Waterford by two points, lost to Clare by one, drew it to Prairie, beat Cork by a point, beat um, uh, Clare by a point. Now, all right, they beat Galway by nine points, but that that was a turnaround of 15 because they were six down. It, it strikes me that they may be hitting their peak form at the right time, and I believe they will have to.
0: And I, I I, think I'm I'm leaning towards Limerick to win by about two points, Jack. Nicky, uh,
4: you'll be going the abstraction, would
2: you? Well, yeah, no, I'm realistic about it here. I mean, Limerick are coming in and they have the better form. I think Kilkenny have been a little bit inconsistent. But I, I would go on the fact that historically Kilkenny are a very hard team to beat. They generally often play their best hurling in a final. And they showed that last year. I mean, they came in, I thought, was maybe more underdogs last year. And got very close to Limerick at the end. Limerick deserved to win the game, to be fair. So I'm not giving. uh, uh, Can you have a big chance? There's no question about that. I think they're capable of winning this game, and and they could do it absolutely. But on form, you'd have to say Limerick uh, deserved to be favourites. And and it can often be a bounce of a ball or a decision by the referee or something like that that can influence the game. We saw back the last time when the 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 famous ball that hit up Killian Buckley's hurley. Limerick will say if they had to get the sixty-five for that, it could have changed the game as well. That's fair point. But that's why decisions like that uh, can influence a game, and that's why it could be it could be so tight. I I don't think you're going to see a game as easily won by Limerick as they did in the semi-final or in the league final. I think that Kilkenny will be well up for that. Uh, but they will need all their players playing at full tilt, and that hasn't been happening yet. And that's why I'd be a little bit worried. You just be hoping that because it's a final, Kilkenny have that. Just innate ability to just rise on a final and take on whoever's in front of them. It doesn't matter, and and they and if they do that, they're more than capable of winning on Sunday. But I expect Limerick will still be the favourites to win this game.
0: Joe, four in a row or Kenny in the west? Look, I I
3: definitely call four in a row. If I said anything else, people would say you're being cute and <laughs> this and that and deflecting away. But. And there's a serious boat with that. And I'd be I'd be a man for reading body language and stuff. And on, uh, on Cody's interview after the semi-final, I'd say he would have gone in, put on a new pair of Todd socks and Boots and came out and played the All-Ireland final straight after that. You could see the veins coming out the side of his neck. He was so happy that they were after getting over the line and they want to go out in all Island, and they want their winners. Like, you think, OK, Kilkenny haven't won in a, in a while, but Ballyhale have. These guys, they're winners. They're born winners. It doesn't matter how long it's been since they won. Nothing will will second place to anyone at that Kilkenny team. No. So there, it's going to be an unbelievable battle. The draw I'm really looking forward to, to is... All the, the shite this year of pulling, dragging tactics of stopping lads holding. I don't think that's going to happen. I think it happened last year in the final. The two teams just went at each other. If you want to be physical, we'll be physical. If you want to hold, we'll hull. If you want to run the ball, we'll run. Do you know, It's going to be, I hope, a game for the ages in that there's no cynicism. There, there's none of that pulling, dragging. And I think, to be fair, John Keenan, um, if he's left refereeing in the style that he likes to referee it, I don't think the game should be decided by too many uh, refereeing decisions either. He'll just let him out because the two teams are actually looking forward, I would think, to going look, you're trained to hurl, you're trained to play games. That's what it's boiled out that these, you don't train to be pulling and dragging. What we want is a game of hurling there on Sunday night. I actually can't wait for it, unfortunately. I can't make it up because I got my hip replaced four weeks ago, but I will be watching it in, uh, on the telly. So <laughs> probably damaged damaged
0: hip out. jumping up if Grot uh, starts like he did uh, 12 months ago. And on John Keenan, I think it's his final game, so you'll be hopeful he'll just swallow the whistle and whatever repercussions he won't have to deal with. But Matt, I'll give you the final word there because you're edging to get in.
4: Yeah, I, mean, I just, just, just uh, I won't delay a second. Just a couple of things. First of all, Joe, I, I didn't know about your hip replacement. I wish you the best of luck for a very, very speedy You'll bounce back higher. Anyway, but just that it, it's Nikki's first appearance on with us here. And, um, you know, I, it, it would be about your illustrious career, um, Nikki, but on the president of the association. Am I right in saying you're far, and far and,
2: i five all well earning
4: medals, yeah. Put put modesty aside for just 30 seconds. Am I right in saying up. you were president from 2007 to 2009? No,
2: 2006 <laughs> to 2009.
4: 2006. And during that time, um, did you get to present the Lee McCarthy Cup to anybody but a Kilkenny captain?
2: No, I didn't. And a little story there, actually. I was giving an oration at the funeral of the late Con Murphy of Cork. And during Con Murphy's presidency, he presented the All-Ireland Trophy to Cork on three occasions. And it was a celebration of uh, Con's life, to be honest about it. It's sad to see a man die, but he had a great life. And I jokingly said at the graveside, I said, well, now, if things ran right for me, I'd hope to be do the same thing as Con Murphy. And I absolutely, and they actually ended up doing that as well. Now, as it happens, my wife was from Kerry. I couldn't quite repeat the treat for Kerry, but they, I presented to him twice. But Tyrone got in on the act on one occasion. So, uh, yeah. That's it, yeah. and I suppose I have another lovely memory as well, perhaps the best of them all. I'm the only president to ever present an All Ireland club trophy to his own club. Yeah,
0: that's that's very lovely. Good. Um, I, very good. That's a brilliant story okay. there. It was a brilliant Welcome, presidency, Nikki. and thank you very much for your time today, first and foremost, Nicky, and all that you did for the J. Like your time, We your were playing days, obviously, against mm. Limerick at the very start, your first year, you beat Limerick in the finals. We won't thank you for that, but everything there on up until now has been really appreciated. And especially yeah, and my this last morning. game, my
2: last game as a manager with kenny was against Limerick in the National Hurry League match in Nolan Park in in uh,
0: 97.
2: In 97. <laughs> I played on, a, sun, on a Sunday evening. I won't, I don't want to recall that occasion, but I did want to acknowledge that it was Limerick, was when I uh that was the day I called a halt. I had a, I didn't enough of it that stage, but. Shinshke we'll talk about that some other time. Yeah, you finished
0: you finished finish him up there, Joe. Um Nikki, thank you very much for your time. Okay. Joe, Joe as well. Thank you so much for, for nice. joining us this morning. Uh Matt, as always, lads, I certainly can't wait for the final. I'm sure you're the same. Thank you for everyone that watching Noah's Menzer for getting involved and sponsoring. Please, God, it's Limerick making it four in a row, but one thing's for sure be a great game. So thank you, lads. We'll talk again soon. Sure. All the Wonderful.
1: Impression the game you get all with what you put in, it's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it, no more about it.
3: But not so much control in December, the centre of the field from Phil Penny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar.
1: Your know, mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you give your 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? He just about kept in. Oh, well, Charles, shouting To do that to Tabasso Shea, he deserves to score from here. One and a half. We've been we out there from the word court today. No more about it. We made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the bar. The back of that it. And that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? We have a couple of injuries. Here comes Kyron Curry. Curry leading the charge at the back of right the game. 45 minutes out. He's a chance to score. He's going hard. The There's no sympathy in this game for anybody.